Hey, thanks for joining us on the No Limits Church podcast. Here at No Limits, we are dedicated to helping you live your best life. And it's a journey that we call pursuing limitless life in Jesus. And we're doing it all for one reason, so that our lives can impact the world. So wherever you're listening from, we pray that you are encouraged and empowered by this week's message. Good morning, good morning. What a beautiful day to rejoice in the Lord, amen? Well, I get the pleasure of uh, bringing the word to you today, and as I made my notes and made my list for Ethan for pulling up scriptures for me, boy, do I have a lot of words for you. Um, And the fun part was, is um, Kate asked me, hey, we're doing this relationship series, would you mind speaking on communication? (laughs) I laughed. (laughs) Because number one, sometimes I'm not very good at it. Number two, as my husband says, I am the amplified version in communication. So when 30 words will do, I say 300. So I've got a lot of scriptures for you, but it's good word. So just stick with me, okay? So I'm just going to start with prayer first. It's always a good place to start. So Father, I just thank you for your words today. I thank you that we can take your word and we can use that word to improve ourselves, to correct ourselves, that your word brings truth, your word brings freedom. I just thank you for hearts willing to hear your word and take in your word and make the changes that we need to make, that we hear your voice and we follow after you. And I just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. So like I said, Kate asked me to uh, speak on communication. So I'm like, well, what exactly is communication? And uh, the definition in the Webster's Dictionary is the sharing of ideas, thoughts, and feelings. And it can be a body language, a word, or a tone. So today I want to focus on our words, because words are powerful and creative. So Ethan, let's start with our Hebrews 11.3, and I'll show you how powerful words can be. So it says um, in Hebrews 11.3, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So God used his word and his faith, and he created everything that we see. It wasn't created out of nothing. It was created out of words and faith. Okay? And In Genesis 127, it says, we are made in his likeness. God created man in his own image. In the image and likeness of God, he created him. So that's us. We're created in his image, in his likeness. So our words can be just as creative as his words. I mean, he used his faith with his words. We can do the same thing put words to our faith, and we can create. Um, In Daniel 10, 12, I thought this one was kind of fun. This is when Daniel was praying, you know, and he's praying and praying, and then that angel comes and says, oh, I came, but I came at your response of your words, but they were, I had to wait 21 days because I was fighting the guy up there, that that guy up there. But he said, the angel said, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your mind and heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, 
your words were heard, and I have come as a consequence of and in response to your words. When we speak the word, angels move. That's pretty powerful, I think. So your words are very powerful. And when you speak them in faith, you're giving your angels something to do. If you're speaking fear, doubt, unbelief, they're just standing there waiting because there's nothing that they can do with that. But when you speak the words in faith and you speak God's word with faith, then that's putting them into action. Okay? So your words were heard, and they came in consequence of your words. So there's, there's a consequence of our words, too. That's how powerful they are. So in Proverbs 18, 20 through 21, and as you can see, they're all amplified versions. Sorry. Did you, did you find up 20? Can we start there? There you go. A man's moral self shall be filled with the fruit of his mouth. Hmm. With the consequence of his words, he must be satisfied, whether good or evil. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that who indulge in it shall eat the fruit of it for death or life. Consequences for your words. And consequence doesn't necessarily mean a bad thing. We always think a consequence is a bad thing, but no, it, it can be a good thing. But there are consequences to your words. When you speak words, you put things into action. Your words are seeds. And that, that, that word, whether it's good or bad, it's going to produce its fruit. So we need to really be careful about the words that we speak. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. So what are you saying? Whatever you're saying, you're going to eat that fruit. Okay? So this is a good time for you to start listening to what you're saying. Tim and I do this all the time. We'll say something, or it's like, wait a minute. Do I really want that? Do I want that to come to pass? Yikes. No, I sure don't. And correct ourselves. This is what I want. This is what I want to happen. You know, watch, watch your words. Um, in Matthew 12, 34 through 37, <laughs> amplified version, <laughs> Jesus says, How can you speak good things when you're evil or wicked? For out of the fullness, the overflow, the superabundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good man from his inner good treasure flings forth good things, and the evil man out of his evil inner evil storehouse flings forth evil things. But I tell you, on the day of judgment, men will have to give account for every idle, inoperative, non-working word they speak. For by your words you will be justified and acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned and sentenced." That's pretty hefty. That's a big deal for something that we just sling around without even thinking about. I mean, how many times has somebody hurt you or done something and, and just words come out of your mouth? 
I, I will tell on myself this morning as we were driving in, somebody pulled out in front of me, and I'm like, whoop, <laughs> that turkey, what a slowpoke, what a jerk. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> I'm about to preach on words. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so we just say things without even thinking about them. We don't put any weight to them. It's just a word. It's no big deal. It's just a thought. But when you put words to your thoughts, bam, there's power there. There's creativeness there. And you really need to watch what you're saying. Okay? So we have to, we will be giving an account of the words that we say. It says the idle words, the inoperative, the non-working. I looked up the idle in the definition in the dictionary. Without purpose. Pointless. Okay, so how many words do we say during the day? Probably 30, 40, 100,000. So a day we say tons of words. How many of those are pointless? How many of those have no purpose to them? Because we, we really we need to watch those because we're going we're gonna to pay account for those later. Um, and like I say, words are seeds. So do we need a crop failure? It's possible. So we're, we're very quick to speak. We sling these things around without even putting any thought to them. And the, one of the problems we have is we're led by our emotions with our words. We just say whatever we feel. Well, that's just the way I feel. If you don't like it, deal with it. Well, um, we really need to watch being led by our emotions because all of these words that we say has a consequence. Words can be dangerous. They can be harmful. In Psalm 64.3, David's talking about his enemies. says they sharpen their tongues like swords and they aim their venomous, bitter words like arrows. Your words are like arrows. They can sting. Okay? That sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Mm, come on, people. That's not true. Um, words will, they get in and they get in deep. <laughs> and words can't be taken back either. It's out there. You said it. You can't say, oh, sorry, didn't mean that. Um, it's really hard to take stuff back. So if you, I just want to encourage you to stop and think before you speak. Um, that scripture's another place. We'll look at that later. So in Proverbs 15, 1 and 4, New Living Translation, you're welcome. A gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. Gentle words are a tree of life. A deceitful trunk tongue can crush the spirit. So I know this is all about where I'm putting this in relation to, um, well, in relationships. Your relationship with your spouse, your children, your friends, your coworkers. I wanted to to let to really get the point across of how important your words are, and how we can um, we can do some damage without even thinking about it first. Um, we need to take some thought into our into our words in our relationships. A gentle answer deflects anger. Harsh words make tempers flare. Um, how, much, how many times have we escalated 
a, a small disagreement into something huge because we just immediately said something we didn't really mean. We got, we got defensive, um, argumentative, um, instead of just saying, wait, what do you mean? Um, and just kind of being calm about it. Um, we just sling our arrows out there and uh, we'll see where they land. Gentle words are a tree of life. Deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. So deceitful, um, I think one translation used the word perverse. Um, for me, that's just anything that's not loving. Um, you guys with young children, well, older children as well, any children, let's say, you're speaking into your, your children's lives. You're speaking into your spouse. You're speaking into your friends. So really watch what you're speaking over into their lives. Um, you know, if your kids act up, you don't get all over them for being a bad kid. They're, they're not a bad kid. Their behavior might not be that great. But, you know, you don't want to just get all over them and be really harsh with them because they've had bad behavior. You know, just say, okay, you're a good kid. This isn't like you, you know, and just kind of speak some life into them um, and then figure out what's, what's going on. You don't have to be all angry, upset, yelling, throwing things and, and that kind of thing. Okay, watch your words. In Proverbs 16, 24, um, pleasant words are as a honeycomb. Sweet to the mind and healing to the body. Wow, if that's not a good reason to speak some good words, I don't know what is. Um, and they don't have to be, um, you know, heavy duty, full of wisdom words, you know. Um, I had a situation at work where we had some people out sick and one of the secretaries was feeling a little overwhelmed by the end of the day. And I just went up gave her a hug, and I said, you know, you just really hold down the fort really well. I appreciate you and your hard work. And she said that meant more to her than anything else that whole day um, because it just let her feel like she was, she was seen, she was understood, and she was appreciated. Didn't cost me anything but just a few minutes of just loving on somebody. So those pleasant words, boy, did they just calm her and, and reassure her, and, and ha, that was sweet. So really, just don't hold back on the good stuff. Let those pleasant words just flow. You, you just never know what somebody's going through, what they need. Um, you know, just a, a little word of encouragement is really going to help somebody, like a honeycomb. So that scripture that we read earlier in Matthew where Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what's in your heart? Okay? You stub your toe. What's the first thing coming out of your mouth? <laughs> By God, I'm healed, right? <laughs> Whoo, glory to God. Right? <laughs> you get out there early in the morning running late for work, you got a flat tire. Do you call that a no good piece of junk car? Kick the tires. No. <laughs> okay, so what's in your heart? Whatever's in your heart, that's what you're going to speak. Is it fear? Is it faith? 
Is it death or is it life? Life and death is in the power of your tongue. And in Deuteronomy chapter 30, he told us to choose life. Isn't it sad? He had to tell us to choose life. Okay? But he's, he's said it before you. He's given us blessings. He's given us, he's laid out the blessing. He's laid out the curse and said, all right, here it is. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Choose life that you and your descendants may live. Okay, so choose life and choose it with your words. Start there. Start, start with life by choosing your words. And I want to caution you, and I'll tell you, ladies, I have done this many times. I think we talked about it yesterday at our our women's breakfast, and if you weren't there, boy, you missed it, and you need to be there next month because we're having an awesome time. Um, watch your inner dialogue when you're sitting there talking to yourself. You know, when you talk to yourself, you're talking to the expert, right? Uh, but really watch what you're saying to yourself. You know, husband does something, well, that no good. What does he think I'm doing here all day while he's off at work? I've got all these kids all day. Blah, blah, blah. Doesn't he understand how hard I work? Okay. Or the guy gets home from work and all he wants to do is just sit on the weekends and watch football and take a break. Or doesn't she understand how hard I work trying to provide for this family? I just want a little time to myself. She just doesn't get it. She's at home all day. What does she do all day anyway? Right? You got this inner dialogue with yourself. And what's that going to do? It just builds and builds and builds. Resentment. Um, just anger. Um, that inner dialogue to yourself kind of creeps out into that mumbling and muttering under your breath. Now it's a spoken word, people. May have been just to yourself, but it's a still a spoken word. And then, the, you know, when Mary, when when Mary got the the word from the angel and said, you know, hey, you're you're going to get pregnant by the Holy Spirit. She, you know, it says that she meditates on it. And in Joshua, when he said to meditate on the word day and night, meditate means to mumble or mutter. Okay, so when you're mumbling and muttering all this stuff about your spouse, your friend, your work, your boss, whatever, you're meditating on that. It's going to get out of your mouth, okay? And when it gets out of your mouth, there's going to be a consequence to it because you have planted that seed. So stop and think. So when you get that inner dialogue to yourself, you need to stop. What am I saying? What am I thinking? And stop it before it becomes a word. We can get so busy talking to ourselves that we don't hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. We don't hear that voice giving us wisdom, giving us correction, giving us truth, giving us a you don't understand what they're what happened to them today. You know, maybe they're maybe they're fearful of something and it just comes out in a in a bad response, in a bad way, and then you take it wrong. So the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He will not interrupt you. <laughs> So we need to interrupt ourselves with that, with that inner dialogue, okay? Really watch what you're saying, and don't let it, don't let it get out if it's, if it's something bad. 
If you want to change your dialogue, change what you're saying to yourself. Oh, man, that husband of mine, he is just the best husband. He understands me. He supports me. He is such a hard worker for this family. He does the best. He is the best. He hears the voice of God, and he leads this family in the right place. We're always in the right place at the right time. And, Father, he has peace. He has peace. Whatever's happened with him today, he has peace. Hey, say those kinds of things about your spouse. Say that about your boss. Goodness, she has a a burden on her, a burden that I don't want. I would never ask for her job. And I just thank you that she wants that job, and she has wisdom, and she has strength, and she knows what we need for the best for our department. Right? Okay? So really, watch your words and change your dialogue. Okay, when you're in a disagreement, (laughs) you're not in it to win it. Okay? (laughs) When somebody says something to offend you, boy, the defenses come up, and then you want to put a little back, right? Say a little few things on the offensive to make him feel what you were feeling. Mm. Okay? Nah. That's not going to get you anywhere, folks. We're not in it to win it. When you're in a disagreement, we need to stay in love. And boy, is that hard sometimes. We need to work together to understand each other, resolve the issue without getting defensive and saying something hurtful because those arrows can't come back. So we take captive every thought. Okay? Those, those mumblings, those grumblings, that dialogue, that stuff that you want to say and you're like, hmm. Take that thought captive. If, it, if that thought goes against love, then you don't need to be having the thought and you don't need to say it. Amen. Okay, so make your thoughts match what God would say. If it goes against love, stop it before it becomes spoken. How do you do that? Glad you asked. <laughs> James 1.19 in the Amplified Version Understand this, my beloved brethren. Let every man be quick to hear, a ready listener, slow to speak, slow to take offense, and to get angry. What I wanted to point out in that scripture is the slow to take offense. Offense. Who wants to get offended, right? Slow to get offended. Boy, Everybody is just so quick to be offended nowadays. You're just afraid to say anything because, oh, that might offend somebody. Well, we need to be slow to take offense. And um, when, I was, when I was studying this, um, oh, I guess I'll save that for next. Hold on. Save that thought. Okay. People aren't just easily offended. They just easily take it. It says take offense. You don't have to take it. Okay? Somebody says something that hurts your feelings, bothers you, or goes against what you believe in, you don't have to take offense. Okay? Um, That's a choice. So if you're offended by something, you've chosen to be offended, and you could have chosen to not be offended. When you get offended, you're not in love. Because let me show you 1 Corinthians 13. You can't have a relationship series without 1 Corinthians 13, right? 
and of course in the Amplified Version. Okay, so verses 4 through 7 is what I'm looking at here. So it starts with, love endures long and is patient and kind. Love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy. It's not boastful, vainglorious, does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited, arrogant, inflated with pride. It is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. Love, or God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it is not self-seeking. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. It does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes, is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances, and it endures everything without weakening. So there's several things that I want to, I have bolded here that I want to make sure that you know. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. So many times when I've been in a disagreement and I want to do something or I feel that offense rising up to where I have the option to take it, I say, wait, love is not touchy, fretful, or resentful. Love is not easily offended. So if you're walking in love, you've, you've got kind of like that barrier where you can say, nope, I'm in love, I'm going to stay in love, and I am not touchy, fretful, or resentful, okay? Don't take it. And it says, it takes no account of the evil done to it. There's that take again. So now we have the option of taking offense or taking no account of a suffered wrong. Which do you think is better? Which one is going to bring you that life? Okay, one's going to bring you life and one's going to bring you death. Okay, so take no account. And when I was studying this, um, the, for some reason, the account phrase kind of made me think of a bank account. <laughs> so what do you do to a bank account? You make your deposits. <laughs> so I thought, well, okay, taking no account of evil done, you can either um, deposit that hurt or you can just let it pass you by. I mean, it really struck me this morning, but it's just not, I'm having a hard time right now. Um, Like when uh, Tim and I read a a relationship book that talks about the love bank, just like a bank account, okay? There are things that speak love to me, and then there are things that irritate me. So the things that, that I appreciate and speak love to me, deposit into my account. The things that irritate me withdraw from my account. You get a few more withdrawals than you do deposits, and you're not going to like that person very well, right? You, you stop seeing that love. So I see it this way, too, of something happens to me, and I can either take that hurt as my own and deposit that into my into myself, into my emotions, and go with that. Or I can take no account of that 
and stay in love and go off of that. Is he, does it come together now? Okay. So don't take that into your account. Don't deposit that hurt into you, okay? That's a, a weight that slows us down that we don't need to be dragging along, okay? Pay no attention to that suffered wrong, it says. It also says that love bears up under anything and is ever ready to believe the best of every person. That's how you can stop offense. That's how you can not get offended um, so quickly. If somebody says something that hurts you or riles you up or something that might cause you to get offended, number one, stay in love, believe the best of that person. You know, that person, you know, if it's a, a spouse, that person loves you for Pete's sake, okay? So they're not going to do something that is going to intentionally hurt you. So if, if Tim says something to me that, that just kind of riles me up a little bit and, uh, and gets me, you know, kind of tense, you know, I can just say, okay, wait, he loves me. He wouldn't purposefully hurt me. So did he mean that? You know, it, his words probably, it's probably not what he meant, the way I took it. So let's stop and think, you know, and even ask him, okay, that kind of stung. What did you mean? You know, and the, the gentleness of that response, you know, to where we can work together then keeps strife out of the, out of the marriage. Amen. Okay, because where strife is, it says in James chapter 3, I think, that where strife is, there is um, confusion in every evil work. Okay, you don't want confusion and you don't want evil in your household, in your relationships. So try to keep strife out. And one good way of keeping strife out is by not getting offended so quickly, okay? So just ask them, hey, that hurt my feelings. What did you mean? Um, and if it comes out that, hey, they did mean that, <laughs> yikes, <laughs> then forgive them. <laughs> Don't take that suffered wrong. It says it pays no attention to a suffered wrong. You know, I mean, maybe they're just still learning some of this stuff themselves. <laughs> so, you know, just say, look, that, that hurt me. And they can go, okay, I'm sorry, I, you know, and they can make their corrections, okay? So don't take that in and believe the best of that person. Um, and speak life over your, over your relationships. Okay, so we need to watch our words because words are seeds. Today's words equal tomorrow's harvest, okay? So the, because there's consequences like we read. So whatever you're speaking today, um, you can kind of expect it coming up in the future. So if we need to change what's in our heart, if we need to change our attitude about someone or something, um, if we're doing some mumblings that we need to kind of change what we're mumbling, um, a good way to go about that is Philippians 4.8. It says, whatever is true, whatever is worthy of reverence and is honorable and seemly, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and lovable, whatever is kind and winsome and gracious, if there is any virtue and excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think on and weigh and, oh, look, Take account of these things. 
Fix your minds on them. I have this highlighted in mine, and next, next to it in the margin, it says, good attitude. <laughs> this is what's going to help you keep a good attitude. If you're having some mumblings and grumblings and some, some not-too-pleasant thoughts about a person, think about this person this way. Okay, what's honorable about them? You can find something, I'm sure. What's lovable? What's lovely? What's kind? Okay, think about, think about that. Okay, it, to, that's what's going to help you change your thinking because what you think will eventually come out of your mouth. Okay, so if you need to change your overflow, start here. Start, start with what you're thinking and your attitude. Take account of the good things. And then um, this is my, my daily prayer in Psalm 1914. And I'd like to encourage you to make this your daily prayer as well. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Be accountable for your words, okay? They're, they're powerful, creative. Think of them as powerful and creative, not just something that you just throw around, okay? They're, they're not monopoly money, okay? They are, they are powerful, and there's, when you put some faith behind them, boy, they're going to they're gonna happen. So a safe way is just let the words of your mouth and the meditation of your heart be pleasing to the Lord. So some of the most powerful words and the most important words that we can say is Jesus be my Lord. So when, when, you, when you say those words, man, the power behind those words, you believe in your heart and you speak out of your mouth, Jesus be my Lord, man, you become new. He takes that old, sinful nature of yours, and he recreates it, recreates it brand new in his image. Very powerful words. And nothing can take that away from you once you say it. It's yours. It's who you are. So I'd like to give everybody the opportunity, if you haven't said those words, to say those words now. So we'll... Turn down the lights, I suppose. <laughs> and I just want everybody to, to think about and, and listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Listen to him telling you where there might be some areas that you might need to change your words, where you might need to change your thoughts, where you might need to change your attitude. Let him give you that direction because when, when he speaks, he always speaks truth. He always speaks love. He'll never condemn you, but he will convict you. So if you've never had um, the opportunity or if you've never taken the time to say, Jesus, be my Lord, and you'd like to do that now, I'd like you to give you the opportunity So if you're going to say that for the first time, I'd like for you to just go ahead and raise your hand. 
and then we'll, we'll pray. So I'm, I'm going to have um, the whole church pray with us. <clears throat> so we say, Jesus, I believe in my heart and I speak out of my mouth that you are Lord. I repent of my sins and I ask you to be my Savior. I thank you for forgiving me of my sins and for making me brand new. I'm no longer a sinner saved by grace, but I am now your child. Jesus, take my life and do something with it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So that's all I have. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't she awesome? Now, now, Tim, I didn't just say that for you. We know that you think she's awesome. You know she's awesome, but she is awesome. It, it takes some guts to come up here. And that's why it's kind of difficult. You always want to be careful when you're, when you're saying that scripture. I think it's in 2 Timothy, in season and out of season. Ooh, it's like praying for patience, you know, like, mm-hmm. so <laughs> that's a little bit difficult. Um, for those who don't know, the Pregnancy Resource Center is, is a mission or a ministry here in town that is just so fantastic. And I was looking yesterday, and I didn't realize it, probably a lot of you do, but they have a dad-men kind of a mentoring program, and it, that's awesome. And they have, because, I, you know, the women, as women, I, f- I feel like we want to take on everything and we want to be responsible for everything. And this is such a good thing for those men to be taught how to step up. And they learn what it means to be a man, showing and handling feelings, hello, health, communication, and discipline. I just thought that was excellent. And as you prepare your giving, just think about that, the ministries that we support, both the Philippines and Mexico, and, and oh my goodness, Don't Look Back Ministry, all kinds of things. But that is really awesome, and that's something that we have a part of, that we partner with them on. Um, if you're giving by cash, we're preparing to take the offering. Um, you can, that's old school. I love that. You want to give by cash or check, just go for it. Grab one of these guys and get an offering envelope. Um, if you want to do that by a credit card or something, I believe, there we go. The instructions are right there. And if you're living to listening to this, uh, later online, you can go to, I believe it's nolimits.fyi and tap the giving button. We thank you, Father, that um, you just bless us every day. You are so good. We could not name everything that you do for us, whether we know about it or not, and that is awesome. So I just pray that you would use this offering for your glory, for your mission, for your ministries um, that we support, and we're thankful to be partners with you in that. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us, and a special thanks to those that give into our ministry. It's because of your generous giving that we're able to lead people to Jesus and make a difference all around the world. If you're ready to give, head to your browser and type nolimits.fyi into the address bar. And hey, if you were encouraged by this podcast, hit that share button and pass it on so that others can be encouraged as well. 
or you can even take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. Thanks again for listening and God bless you.